Welcome to the One Church Podcast. We're glad you could join us today for another epic message of grace. If you enjoyed today's word, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps others like you find our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram by following us at OneChurchVB or join the discussion on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OneChurchVB. For more information about One Church, go to OneChurchVB.com. Now, for today's epic message of grace. You are now about to experience a Rick Stone original. Please enjoy. One Church, thank you so much for joining us again tonight. We are continuing our series greatest of all time. And of course, we're talking about Jesus. We're in Colossians chapter three, and we've gone through each book and kind of grouped some verses together and brought them to you. Tonight, we're going to do the same. We're going to be in Colossians 12 through 17. We've kind of hit on in the first part of the chapter, very beginning of this chapter, it talks about Christ being at the right hand of God, and we are chosen by him and That's the authority that we're able to speak from because of what Jesus did. And that's what we should focus on is above and not on ourselves, not earthly things. And it continues to say, take we should get rid of malice and and all the sinful nature because of what Christ did. And from our position, not out of works, but out of what Jesus has already done. And then last week, or sorry, the week before that, we spoke about Uh, the unity of the church. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you came from. The Bible, uh, what Paul talks about is it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile or wherever you are. All that matters is when we say yes to Jesus, we are now included into his church. So from that mindset, from what we've seen so far, we're starting in verse 12. And what it says, the very first word is therefore. So we're going to be because of everything we talked about so far, therefore. So because of our standing and what Jesus said we are and who we are in Christ, because of what he's done on the cross, we can tear away all these things. And because it doesn't matter who we are or where we came from, therefore. And then this is what Paul continues to write. So because of what Jesus has done for us, therefore, Started in chapter, or sorry, verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear, bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has grievances against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love that binds them all together in perfect unity. What I love there is it lists a whole bunch of things that that we should have with with compassion, with kindness, and those are all uh, traits that we take on. But it says, as God's chosen people first. He starts off saying, as God's chosen people. We aren't God's chosen people because we are compassionate and kind, because Jesus Paul chose us before we could even take that on from him, before we could take on the characteristics of who Jesus was as we were sinners and and we were destined for 
for damnation, if you will. We were destined for a separation of God that therefore, as God's chosen people, we have to do it from that standpoint that we are no, that we know we are chosen by God. Now walk with compassion. It's very hard to walk with compassion for other Christians or, or people in our lives if we aren't focused on because of what Jesus did. Because it's why are we God's chosen people? Why are we even able to call ourselves that? It's because of what Jesus did. You see, we can't say we took the first step, right? It's not like we made that interaction with Jesus. He made that interaction with us first on the cross. Therefore, we are chosen people. And therefore, we can walk with compassion. And he talks about these things that we should walk with. And it says, and then combining it all together, it's because of love that brings perfect unity together. And that word love is the agape love when you break it down. And that agape love, agape is that relentless, there's that that God love that there's nothing that I can do to separate myself from God because he loves me without anything. It's just a, a, an aggressive love onto us that no matter what I do, he's still going to love me. And it's saying, have that kind of love. Put on that kind of love. See, when, when it's put on, it's from the outside in. The put on is taking from someone else's. You have to take that agape love. So it's not, I have to work myself up and be better, and then I have then I obtain this love. It's that agape love from God that, that we receive and focus on Jesus and what he did, and we are able to put that on because of what Jesus did. It has nothing to do with my perf- perfectness, if you want to use that as a word. Look that up in the dictionary. Or it doesn't matter how great I am. It's because of how great he is. I get to put that on. And now I get to wear that, and I get to be a part of that, and I didn't do a single thing, but accept Jesus into my life. And imagine as Christians, if we put our focus on Jesus, because he's talking to the church here, and we say, as the church, I'm going to put this on, and you're going to put this on, and I'm going to be compassionate because Jesus is compassionate, and you are too, because this is the beautiful thing about God's grace is that when I speak to you and I tell you, hey, look, it's I'm going to mess up because I am human, but it's because of Jesus I am saved, and you do that also, then there's no comparing. There's no, hey, you need to do this and be better. That Let the Holy Spirit convict, right? It's I don't have to go to you and say, look, look at all your flaws and, and say, look how horrible you are because we both have the same Savior. We both needed Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. It doesn't matter what my past is or what your past is. We needed the same Savior. We needed the same person, Jesus Christ, the greatest of all time, to go to the cross so I can put on compassion, so I can put these things on, and I can receive that agape love and put that on in my life. And now we have unity, and not just any old unity. We're talking about perfect unity. Unity, unity, where we come together, and what it what it says, we're able to give thanks to God because of that. Because when the focus is on Jesus and not on me, we're winning. When the focus is all on what Jesus did in my life, and not look, hey, look what Rick has done with his life. It's hey, I'm doing this because of what Jesus did. 
then it takes all the pressure off me, puts all the glory on to God, and that's what our lives get to show as, as the church, because we can be in perfect union because of that. And, and keeping that in mind, putting love on, his agape love, let's continue in verse 16. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Once again, let the peace of Christ dwell on us. Stop trying to force peace. That's like an oxymoron, trying to force peace into situations. I'm not saying to, to bring peace and, and, try, and, and encourage people to, to be peaceful, but it says put on, get, get Christ's peace in our heart. What, what's Christ's, uh, what's that peace? It means I am taken care of, and I know whatever I walk into, God is with me. Because he will not forsake me, right? He, he is for me, and I can walk in that no matter where I go so I can be at peace. That situation that, that is burdening you, you can walk in peace in that because of what Jesus did on the cross. He bought you that peace. So why wouldn't we take advantage of that peace? Life is stressful, right? Outside things happen. The enemy tries to get on us, but when we focus on Jesus, we're able to have that peace. And that, that's what he's talking about here. Let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Since as members of one body, we are called to peace. If I focus on peace and you focus on peace and the person next to me focuses on peace, when we trip up and, and we mess up, we are all there together and we can lift each other up because as one body, we're focused on Jesus's peace. And that's how we can walk in this humble confidence because of who Jesus is. And I'm going to say that a lot because it's not about Rick. Because if it's about Rick and, or, or you, we're never going to make it. We can't have peace if, if everything is on Rick. It's not going to happen. Or if you walk in your life and say it's all on you, it's not going to happen. That's above your pay grade. Jesus did that at the cross. Stop trying to make that what needs what that you are carrying something he already taken care of on the cross, which is your stress right now. He nailed to the cross, so let's take his peace and and place of our stress and then we can walk in freedom and and that's how we can be united. And that's how we receive his love. And I love this after all these when he's talking about hymns and songs and and from, from the Spirit, of course, and whatever you do, whether in word, whether, whether we're speaking to each other, or whether we're helping each other in deed, whatever it is, listen, listen to these words, whatever it is, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we're able to bless Jesus. We're able to praise Jesus and lift up everything to Jesus because of what he has done. And when we act, when, when our actions and our, our words 
are because of Jesus, we cannot lose. Because it's, what, what are we focused on? Or when we go to speak, we think of Jesus. I remember, and you, most of y'all remember the WWAG, uh, JD, what would Jesus do and all that? And we think a situation, well, what would Jesus do in this situation? Well, I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. I can think of he would do a lot better than what I can, but I don't think I could ever obtain what Jesus is. I thought it was great for the time that it, it was really to point to Jesus. I get the point of it. But I can never be like Jesus. So I'm going to compare myself to Jesus on that. I'm looking at my wrist because it was like a wristband. I remember that. And I can never be that. But you know what I can do as a Christian? I can ask God for peace. I can ask God for that love that I absolutely need in the most desperate time of my life where I don't think I'm going to get through this situation, whether it's with family or with work. I don't think I can get through this. I can't have the right actions throughout that whole situation because I'm going to mess up here because I'm human, but I will. I, what I can do is ask Jesus for that peace. And in asking for that, where does our focus go? It goes on to Jesus. And we bring Jesus into our situation, which is peace. And what, what does he bring with? He, grace. He brings that agape love. He brings the mercy that we need. He brings everything that we need to us, and now I'm able to put that into my situation. And however that situation looks, however dark, however desperate it is, because sometimes, let's be honest, we have to be pretty desperate sometimes to reach out for God. Some of us go to, we're, we, we read a lot, we, we, we do a lot of things, we put songs on in the background, we're okay, we're fantastic Christians, however that looks, but, but we've can miss that relationship part and that the focus isn't on my doing, it's on Jesus and inviting him into that situation. And then, yes, there's some people that that don't go to church that much or don't really, nah, it, it's a thing I have to do because I know it's the right thing to do, so I'll do it. And it feels like I'm putting my time in. And I get that. It's no shame, no shame on you. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to feel that way. But something we can all do, no matter how much we read, no matter how much music we put on, which I, those are all great things. I encourage you to do that. Something we can all do in any situation is ask God to bring the peace that surpasses understanding. And then it frees up so we can do those other things. You know how hard it is to fill that list without Jesus in it? You know how hard it is to do these lists of good deeds without having Jesus's grace and mercy in my life, without him being the focus I would say it's close to impossible. I mean, anyone could do good deeds, but having peace about it and having the words to uplift somebody, to have the wisdom that, that you know, that can't come from me. It has to be from my heavenly father. And if we all just focus on Jesus, the noise goes away. The distractions may be there, but now Jesus is there with you. So, Let's invite peace into our life. Let's invite love into our life. Let's invite Jesus into our life, into that situation that you've been so desperately doing on your own, trying to work and do it because I can do it because, oh, I can get through this. Whether it's, oh, I'm, I'm the manly man and I can get through this and I can do what I, I want or I, I'm the woman, I'm supposed to hold the house or 
whatever role you see yourself doing, let Jesus come in and do some of that. Let Jesus take some of that burden that he already paid for on the cross because it's from this position of what Jesus tells me I am. From this position, I can now walk into certain situations with the humility. It's not, hey, look at my deeds, right? He says, do everything for Jesus and give thanks to him because then it's not on me. Even in the glory, it's not on me. I can never be too proud for Jesus because I'm always giving him the glory in that situation because that situation you are in, you will be giving him the glory because you will overcome that situation because you allow Jesus in there. See, our part is allowing Jesus in. Some, something that hit me very hard this week, and I, I didn't know if I was going to share it or not, but I, I feel like I should, and I hope, I hope you take it for, for what it's worth, is that we can love people into the kingdom of heaven. And, and that sounds works, right? That sounds like I, something I need to go do, right? Right? Like I need to do good things. I need to go help someone mow their grass. And that's how I'm going to love them in the kingdom of heaven. But that's not what loving someone, at least what God gave me into the kingdom of heaven is. It's I'm going to point to God's grace. Because people, if I show, hey, look how good I am, there's going to be a time I mess up and people are going to say, hey, look how bad he is also. But if I go, hey, I'm messed up. That's why I needed Jesus and I needed his grace. That's why that's how we're able to point to him. And then it's pressure off of me to live this perfect life. Would I love to be perfect in every area of my life? Of course I would. Of course I I want to bring glory to God every chance I can. But sometimes it's our our greatest mistakes that brings the greatest glory to God because now we're able to point, hey, look how bad I was. You think you're too far gone? You're not. Oh, you think your situation's too bad? The, the more I talk to people about my situation, the more I realize we go through the same things. It may not be the exact same situation with the exact same, but we have the same pressures. We make the same mistakes. We, we, we do things quite not right sometimes because we're humans and that's what we do. And when we say, hey, look, I'm not perfect, it allows anyone to come in. So when I say love someone into the kingdom of heaven or when, it felt, when I felt like God was telling me we're going to love people into the kingdom of heaven, and by we, I mean us and God involved, of course, it's pointing them to God's grace. And what's that? That's the gospel. That is the good news that Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our mistakes. And now we get to not only one day go to heaven, we're able to have heaven here on earth because of what he did on the cross. And we're able to have this great relationship with him. I was talking to someone the other day and they they hit the nail on the head. Life can be tough and can be hard, especially these past year or so or I couldn't imagine doing, going through the same thing without Jesus. And if you're going through that right now without Jesus, I want to encourage you that you can have that peace. You can have that in a moment's time by inviting him in. That's, that, there's, that, there's no formula. It's he did it on the cross. He knew how bad we were. We knew how much we messed up. He knew what we were going through, and he still chose us. Hence the position that we stand from. We were so messed up. Jesus gave us that position. He chose us. The Father chose us. And you can have that 
by just saying, yes, I accept Jesus into my life. Yes, I believe what he did. And there's this thing where you give your life to Christ and it feels like this huge sacrifice. But when you understand God's grace and, and, that, and what he did on the cross, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. And I'm not saying that from, hey, a humble brag situation. If you're a Christian, you understand what God did for you. It, it's completely out of, I can't believe he allowed me to be a part of this. Not, look what I'm doing for the kingdom. It's, look what God's allowing me to be a part of to build this kingdom. And if that's you and you accept Jesus and you're saying yes, you can either drop a comment, you can private message us, but it's not joining one church, it's now you're joining the church and more importantly, a relationship with Jesus. And if you message us, we will walk with you as much as you would like us to on that journey. Not pushing, not pulling, whatever you want, we want to be there for you. So I'm going to pray. This is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and you will be saved. So I'm going to pray. Right now, if you if you said yes, you, that's believing in your heart. And now we're going to pray and confess with our mouth. And then we're just going to say amen. And that's all it takes. That's all it is. I, I wish there was something. I, I don't wish. I, it's like, it's almost something more extremely profound. And look how it, it's that simple. It's simply profound. Let's pray. God, we thank you for what you did on the cross. We thank you that we can have your peace, not because of our works, not because of how good of a person I am, but because of how good you are. Because you went to the cross and took on our sins and we believe that and we declare Christ King of our life today. And we thank you for that. We are now Christians in the name of Jesus, amen. Church, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope this blessed you. I hope you're excited for what life has to come. And more importantly, I hope you have peace in your situations. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another epic message of grace. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen so others can find us too. We'll be back next week with another incredible message. Until then, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at OneChurchVB or find out more information about One Church at OneChurchVB.com. Have a great week.